My name is Ian Campbell McKenna, and in this procurement in five minutes, I promise to tackle some of the biggest challenges and also answer the questions that our profession and our industry face on a day-to-day basis. In today's procurement five minutes, I welcome Nick Ralphs. He is the Managing Director of Develop My Team and Nick is really an experienced procurement professional and he's got over 25 years of experience holding some senior positions in both manufacturing and the financial services industries with major brands such as Direct Line, NatWest and William Grant & Sons. Nick's deep understanding when it comes to developing the necessary skills for individuals and procurement teams makes him the perfect person to answer the question, how can procurement improve the way it develops our teams? Well, let's start with the base, first of all, in terms of how we define development. The definition that I use is that development is the process in which someone or something grows or changes and becomes more advanced. And I'm going to look at the question, how do we get better in two parts? Uh, Where should we aim our development efforts? And secondly, how do we develop our teams and people? The reason we need to even ask the question, how do we get better, is driven by the fact that procurement's approach to training and development is fair to say something of a mixed bag. The reality is this isn't unique to procurement. The CIPD 2020 report revealed that uh, just 22% of organisations spend more than £750 per head per annum on development and training, and 33% less than £150 per employee. Of course, not all development activity needs money spending, but it does emphasise the need to be very accurate in deciding exactly where we do focus our development efforts. So I use the word focus deliberately as my first suggestion is to avoid pushing a generic functional approach in our organisations. We might not even understand when and where procurement fit in. In other words, don't lose sight of what really good development is. That is the refined development that looks at the specific circumstances that a team finds itself in within its organisation. So your first step in developing a high-performing team is to continually ask, what does our organisation want from us? And how do we as a team get better at meeting those needs? Trying to answer that question also drives a move away from generic benchmarking that shows where the team is in a functional bubble. Where we are versus another procurement team in another organisation doesn't matter to the majority of our organisation. They're interested in what value we bring to them. In summary, what we need to do more of in the pursuit of development is step one, understand exactly where our organisation needs us to be before step two, assessing ourselves very honestly against those needs. And then finally, step three, creating and executing a development plan to plug any gaps that that assessment finds. Of course, when we sit down and ask ourselves that question, where should we be? It might be we don't actually know the answer. We don't have the base to make an assessment, never mind build a development plan. To find the answer, the team's leadership in particular need to understand the organisation's culture and strategy and interpret what that means for the procurement offering. You might ask where you start with this, and I've had the good fortune to set up Greenfield procurement teams a number of times. And I would suggest it's a case of identifying your stakeholders and getting out and about. Ask them what the key drivers are, how do they think procurement can help. More importantly, listen carefully to their answers. Take all those inputs, turn that into a plan to play back to your stakeholders. My top tip on this part of the process is get as many of those stakeholders together at the same time as possible. That way you've got a much better chance of agreeing a set of priorities and establishing a strong base for your development planning process. So you're through step one. You've got a solid understanding of where the team and the individuals in it need to be. Now we can be effective in assessing and planning our development. 
When it comes to making an assessment, I would recommend you ask everyone to make sure you really get to the bottom of what's really going on and where you really are. You'll want an overall assessment, but you'll also find that some parts of the team have different views are more positive than others. Explore that. Capture the reasons for the differences in your development planning. A high-performing team will be aligned and greater than some of its parts. The development needs to be on two levels. If you remember the dictionary definition that we started with, it refers to someone or something growing in development. So in our case, the something's the team as an entity in its own right, and the someone are the individuals within that team. If step one, where do we need to be? And step two, where are we right now? We've successfully established the effectiveness of our planning. Step three will increase significantly. Whilst we may now have a set of priorities for development, as much attention needs to be paid as how do you do the development? There are lots of tactics for imparting knowledge. Some of the more traditional approaches, lectures, reading, viewing, listening to content, do have their place, but a variety of studies suggest that these may only be between 5% and 20% effective when it comes to retaining learning and therefore developing. Attending demonstrations, 30%. Being part of a discussion group, 50%. Practicing by doing, 75% have much greater retention levels and effectiveness in driving tangible results and therefore improving performance. So it needs to be a mix of different approaches. Of course, the other piece of the jigsaw is that different people will have different learning preferences. So if you can reflect that in the solutions that you establish, you'll have a greater chance of positive development. Being prepared to go to a structured process to support effective development planning in the way that I've been talking about does require leadership who are comfortable with accurate self-analysis. Are they prepared to face up to and improve the areas where the team is not as strong as it needs to be? Equally important, this readiness to accept a 360-degree analysis is required from the individuals within the team. It needs to be seen as a genuine base for development. If there's a defensiveness or an inability to accept feedback, there is a potential for more harm than good arising. Ultimately, the more teams with the appropriate mindsets, we have a greater chance of increasing the profession's reputation and our contribution will increase. Great insights from another one of our thought leaders. Be sure to share the link far and wide. And of course, I look forward to our next five minutes together. Bye for now and have a great and a productive day.